0: Hello, I'm Joan. I'm a Canadian family physician who also works as a restorative medical educator, facilitator, and coach. I create spaces that rehumanize the work of healthcare. I'm creating this podcast to remind myself, as well as anyone else working in a helping profession, that when you are working and caring for your human patients, you are the other human in the room. Hey there healthcare humans. Before we dive into this week's episode, I wanted to remind you that you are warmly invited to my next workshop, which is going to be co-facilitated with Deb Malkin, an amazing pain coach who has personally taught me so much about chronic pain and new ways to think about it that are both calming and helpful for me as a practitioner, as well as for um, my patients who are experiencing the chronic pain. So the name of the workshop is Getting Curious About Chronic Pain, and it's happening Tuesday, November 28th, 2023 um, at 8 p.m. Eastern. The link to register will be in the show notes as well as on my website, and I really hope to see you there. Hello, there, healthcare humans. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode of the other human in the room. I am super excited to be in conversation with another healthcare human. Who this is our first time actually meeting, but I have lots of questions and I'm so excited to hear more of your story. Um, before I hit record, I forgot to ask you how you pronounce your name.
1: Oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, so you- my, last, my last name is spelled or is is pronounced Shalu.
0: Shalu. So the
1: okay. CH is a is a soft kind of like Richelieu. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, Matthew, sure. Dr. Matthew Shallou is mm-hmm. here. Um, we got connected through the internet, which is the way these things happen now. And um we both are in the same province, right? We practice both in Ontario. Is that right? Yeah. That's
1: correct. As of cool. right now.
0: As of Although, right now.
1: Well, I I I'm actually in Austin, Texas right now, Joan.
0: Oh. Well, that's and, fun. And I
1: as, it. Of, as of recently, um, I'm just become licensed here in Texas and I'm oh. awaiting all of that to um, unfold in terms of working and visa and whatnot. And oh. in the last year, I've been doing the cross-continent commute practicing um, in Ontario in, uh, in rural emergency departments. And yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, yeah. Well, just tell me more. Tell Like introduce yourself to the listeners. <laughs> what do you want them to know about you? Other than your base uh,
1: in Texas, absolutely. So um, I am. I'm an emergency room physician, um, CCFP, EM. I've been in practice for 13 and a half years um, in Ontario, busy, busy ER practices, um, and varied. And have in the last five years through my own experience of burnout and overwhelm, which I think we all can relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've come on a really amazing journey um, through doing my own healing, my own work um in something called somatic experiencing, um, which really transformed me in such an amazing way. Um, all of this happening before the pandemic um, and allowed me to really thrive despite all of that extra stuff that you know we went through. Um, and now in the last year, it's something that I'm, I'm using in my own, um, coaching program and my own support to really empower physicians, healthcare workers, now residents to really be able to thrive, um, and move from burnout to thrive, um, in a really empowered way. So that's, that's where I come from and. Um, you know, we can talk more about the somatic experiencing piece, but really um, what I've come to appreciate in the last many years is, is the idea of nervous system health and resilience mm. is just so fundamental in everyday life, not just our work, but in our day-to-day lives. So
0: yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely going to talk to you more about it. I, <laughs> I think a good, a good entry point in, if you're willing to share is, would you share a bit more about what happened five years ago in mm-hmm. terms of hitting that burnout and how you felt then and then how you came to the place you are now?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, the the burnout experience for me happened, I guess it was around 2018, 2019. And I didn't know it at the time, you know, my career really took off. I was working in a, in a busy community department, really involved in, you know, clinical non clinical things um my life was busy outside of medicine i had tons of passions young family travel sports uh, music um i was doing all of the things that you know we were told to that will keep us well you know um and and then this sort of the shift happens and and as i as i was as i think on it now i don't exactly know the timing but slowly, this this subtle, insidious burnout began to set in. And um the experience as i as I see it now, as I started to feel um that that irritability at work, that that sense of responsibility that is really such an honor in the work that we do, was being replaced by burden.
0: Mm.
1: You know, the challenges that I was facing at work were actually annoyances, um, and aggravations. I would, I would, you know, be physically present in a patient's room and having conversations and asking all the right questions and taking all the notes. But, you know, I wasn't actually authentically there, you know, mind was on the to-do list mind was thinking of the tests I needed to order, thinking of the waiting room full of patients. Thinking of, you know, maybe the argument I had with my wife that morning, Um, you know, I had this I had this external smile on my face and, you know, had this air about me that everything was great. Uh, And really, my internal experience was that I was I was getting so wound up and overwhelmed. I I sort of I describe it that I was becoming this like robotic shell of a human that was just kind of going through the motions, you know. Um, I'd, 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 arrive at work, uh, I'd punch in and, and punch out. And it was, there was no authentic connection. I was exhausted. You know, I'd get an hour into a shift and I'd be like, I'm done. I can't see any more patients. I'm, you know, I just, I just can't, um, let alone by the end of this shift where I was just like, I'm out of here. You know, um, I go on a vacation and I I'd call this vacation ineffectiveness. I, I come home from, you know, a fantastic two week adventure with my family feeling fan you know rejuvenated and ready to go and within 2 hours of my next shift i was grumbling about when's my next vacation going to be yep right and you know i had i had 3 things that really really hit home um for me um they were and it didn't it didn't really um at the time i didn't realize it but they were they were all you know things that were showing externally how i was what i was becoming you know my my the version of myself that i was becoming um i had i had uh two patient complaints with the cpso which as i share this now like this is i i i i relive you know the shame the 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 sense of failure the rejection the and you know in in emergency medicine we talk about these things as you know it's just a matter of time before they happen um, and yet we don't talk about it. And so in sharing this with you, you know, I acknowledge the the vulnerability that it takes and the importance of, you know, saying that out loud and, and really being like, okay, this is, this is, you know, a thing that happened now, thankfully, neither of these things, you know, came to any kind of repercussions or reprimand or anything like that. And what I realize is that both of these scenarios, which happened in quite close succession, I thought that version of me that was stepping up at work. Um, and I always prided myself in being that connected human, that, that, that physician who, you know, above and beyond anything, remembered that human aspect of the work that we do. Uh, and both of these instances, what my patients were seeing was not that. Uh, yeah. I felt like I was going through the motions and doing all the right things and taking the time and really, I wasn't. And really, if I had been truly connected and grounded, uh, and functioning as I came to learn with a nervous system that was regulated, you know, I would have had that more authentic experience. Um, and I also see those, both of those, um, experiences as a, as a real gift because they, 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 they got the spark in me. Um, and the last thing was was when I realized that the me that was showing up um, was affecting my personal life. And, you know, I can remember having my kids uh, who were young at the time they were four and and one. and I uh, had had my kids on on my own visiting my my family uh, one weekend. And uh, I don't remember the circumstance, but you know, I was trying to get them ready, and we were trying to leave. And this sudden um totally out of the blue explosion of like verbal aggression and rage came through me towards my parents in front of my kids. And it was, you know, it it was just so out of character for me. And I can remember leaving and driving and having to pull the car over. And, you know, I got out of the car and I was literally shaking. I had this like vibrating experience and, you know, I called my wife And she um, happened to be doing away at a course that, that weekend. And I explained to her what happened. She said, honey, your nervous system is completely shot. Mm. And I, 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 I think of these words at, at that time. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're right. Like, you know, the, the me that was showing up at home was grumpy dad. It was, you know, I was anxious wound up depressed. My, my pre-shift jitters that were very typical of the first five years of my career were actually like pre-shift depression. And so with, with that awareness, I was like, I, I I need help. Like I need I need to really address this scenario, address this me that's showing up. And um that's how I I came to really the whole concept of nervous system health resilience, um, and came to somatic experiencing, which, you know, was a, a two and a half year journey of extra training and really my own support, my own healing. Um, and this all happened pre pandemic. And so coming into to COVID and what we experienced in the, in, in the hospital and beyond, um, I, I actually felt like I could thrive amidst that. Um, and that I had this experience that had, had become so much more regulated, so much more, um, authentic, my connections with patients, with, with consultants, with colleagues. And I realized, you know, the whole concept of nervous system health and, 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 you know, regulation, um, all of the things that were happening to me at work. All of the the day to day stresses, and you know, in the emergency world, and, and in medicine in general, we we really see, you know, the true, the the true, um, you know, traumas, oh, yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't processing any of those things. You know, I was doing what we are traditionally not told to do, but expected to. It's just like, you no, know, you're you just it's going to be hard. Uh, and carry on and soldier on and cope. And coping for me with a nervous system that was dysregulated meant reaching out to those things that I talked about with the, the sports and the music and the extracurricular and, you know, venting with colleagues after shifts. And none of that really allowed me to address the the root cause of, of me, of of the me that was showing up. And that was, you know, uh, a me that was completely wound up and trying to function with a nervous system that was, you know, completely tangled. Uh, I use the slinky analogy,
0: uh,
1: which I love. And and I, I bring up the idea of nervous system health to, to physicians and residents. And they, a lot of people don't necessarily have a concept of what this is and you know, the slinky analogy is so amazing because it's, you know, I'm sure you remember, or maybe your kids have slinkies and you that fresh slinky that you pull out of the box is so resilient and so malleable and can, you know, take a hit and, you know, the, the, the wave goes through. And I'm sure we all remember that the actual slinky experience is that often they get, they get kinked or they get tangled and, you know, you end up with this kind of useless metal ball and that was, it was me. That was my nervous system. It was like, you know, put me in a high stress scenario. I can run a code as efficiently through that wound up nervous system as, as anyone. But when it came to actually being connected to that authentic connection with other people, uh, it wasn't possible. It was simply not possible.
0: Wow. Yeah. And that's what you feel like now in, in your, so what does your day-to-day work look like now? I want to ask you more about what somatic experiencing is, but I'd love to hear even just a couple examples of what it's, what it feels like day-to-day mm-hmm. either. Like a, it'd be interesting to hear at least one anecdote when everything was hitting the fan, you know, for, many months to years 2020 2021 20, 20, etc actually yeah. you know yeah. and what you noticed in terms of like ah when my slinky was really kinked i i know how i would have uh, you know mm-hmm. what feels mm-hmm. different now i would mm-hmm. love a couple examples of that
1: yeah yeah so um you know i i i think of just my my general patient interactions um with you know s- since sort of 2020 um there's a much more grounded experience for me physically mm-hmm. uh, and and i use you know these practices initially I use them for myself and and you know realize like okay you know this is really helping me and it wasn't until um i i started to have you know more authentic conversations that i actually saw the effect in in the people that i was serving um you know i would the 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 venting session that i may have had with a colleague at work was actually an opportunity to just connect with that nervous system experience that was going on and the the difference from beginning of conversation or beginning of interaction to end was completely different um there there was a sense that you know, both myself and and or the patient or the colleague that I was interacting with were were actually a little bit different uh, and had actually processed, um which is exactly what the somatic experiencing work seeks to do. i um I found, you know with with my kids um, at home, I was so much more connected into what they were experiencing. Um, my interactions with them, I was so much more. Present, um, grounded. I had I had more energy. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't feel overwhelmed by that excessive external challenge that we faced um, in that time.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Then allowed you to be also like a an anchoring point or a a resource to others during that time too. Hey
1: absolutely yeah absolutely which in turn fueled me um and allowed like that sort of that ripple effect yeah yeah oh yeah
0: beautiful so in terms Mm -hmm. of this modality that you love so much the somatic experiencing which i'm sure it's not like a single thing like it can be expensive Mm -hmm. i'm aware Mm -hmm. but like what how would you define it like how do you explain it to people who haven't
1: heard of it before. Mm -hmm. I love the challenge of that question. Um, especially from, from doctors and from, from healthcare professionals, you know, we, so much of what we do and how we function and how we thrive is, is with mind, right. You know, we want to understand, we want to get the concepts so that we can put them into the box and make the diagnosis and provide the treatment. And, 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 you know, as you can imagine, somatic experiencing, Really is quite different than that. It is um, you know, all about connecting with the physical, so somatic, the body experience. And really what it is, is it is um a set of tools, a set of techniques that allow processing of unresolved of the effects of unresolved nervous system events, traumas, call them big T traumas, little T traumas. I I call it life in the 21st century because you know, whether you're running a code pink, uh, or breaking bad news to a patient or managing the to-do list of your day-to-day home life, getting the kids off to school late for a meeting, whatever it may be, your nervous system, while there is a spectrum, doesn't necessarily know the difference of the circumstance. It's all sympathetic activation. And are we actually processing. Um you know my my experience um was that I wasn't and I I use the the uh, roller coaster analogy and if you think of a of a sympathetic activation state you know that that initial hill on the roller coaster as you're as you're going up is terrifying mm-hmm. and exciting but mostly terrifying and the that that is often what our nervous systems do in you know, any, any, you know, occasion, any kind of, um, event that might activate us, um, the beauty of somatic experiencing and the, really the, the concept is if we are able to titrate that experience, um, in support by being supported by someone else, we can go up that hill of the roller coaster, be with that and really just be aware of that experience physically in our body we go down on the other side of that roller coaster ride and it's a whole different world it's a whole different experience and the idea being that in doing that you're actually allowing the nervous system to move that bound up energy that that slinky that was tangled is you know magically starting to untangle and you know the world on the other side of this roller coaster ride is so much more fun <laughs> so much more connected so much more authentic as opposed to what i had been doing which was i'm going up this first hill and either consciously or uh, unconsciously i wasn't able to process and so you go back down and you just kind of mull around in 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 the experience over here where you know you're 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 doing all of the things you know to to cope but ultimately that you know when when your nervous system is that wound up and dysregulated, coping and managing is is the best we can do uh, until we can't. And you know my 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 passion and my awareness of of somatic experiencing is that with this as a tool, I've come to realize that you know we don't need to go through that pain, that suffering, that breakdown uh, in order to be able to access that sense of thriving and authenticity and and really serving in our highest possible way
0: Mm. that sounds so good and so attractive i'm sure to everyone listening and i was trying to think of to those listening who maybe have tried different versions of this or curious about it what they what they may encounter is barriers to considering yes And well, one, I think is very common is that sounds nice, but where do you find the time? How much time does this take? What Mm -hmm. is involved? You know what I mean? Like the practicalities of what it would look like through your, how would it shift, how you would need to go through your day? Because there's a lot to do and there's so many things to do. And now I'm supposed to do this other thing. Absolutely. I'm sure you have encountered that as well. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. (laughs) And,
1: you know, I would say that the more, so what is really required in, in, in somatic experiencing, and, and I, I believe in, in achieving that regulated nervous system, that nervous system, resilience and health is, is time with another human who ideally is trained in this, you know, um, tool, but, and importantly that they also themselves have a regulated nervous system we talk about the idea of co-regulation and having these sessions and these opportunities to really begin to connect with the physical with the sensations um and 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 holding awareness and curiosity for that to allow things to start to move and to unwind it doesn't need to be a long hour long thing And, you know, the work that I do with, with, with clients, and I mean, even I I use this with patients, I use this with my kids all the time. Um, even, even a few minutes of co-regulated interaction that involves not the story, not the mind, not the circumstance externally, but the, what's actually going on physiologically in the body and just bringing a connection to that. I say that in being more connected with our physical experience, we allow greater connection with the people that we serve and the people that are around us. Mm. Um, and yes, it it takes time. The nervous system doesn't heal quickly as, as we know. Um, and the more you do it, the more accessible it is in terms of a tool in terms of a technique and the more impact you you see uh, it can have in in the work that you do and you know your day-to-day life
0: yeah a worthy investment in time in the sense it, of what you get out of it okay? it
1: absolutely it absolutely is mm. and and you know it it brings up thought of we, we talk a lot about burnout and the the external things that we try to do to fix burnout and the, the systemic changes and the, you know, all of that. And yes, all of that is important. And I know that all of, you know, system changes are happening and will happen. And we're still in the trenches showing up yep. <laughs> in these jobs, right, yeah. at the office, you know, at the hospital. And so while all of that is happening, who is the me and who are the we's that are showing up? Mm -hmm. And are we truly showing up in our most authentic, optimized selves? Oh,
0: I love that. The, who Mm -hmm. is the me that's showing up? Mm -hmm. Um, I was curious, you're speaking of, so I hear that part of it is having to kind of come to a different relationship with mind as you're calling it. So, and story, which are, those are terms I really relate to. And I often talk about on the podcast too, of like, what's the story that you're telling yourself about this situation and then (laughs) finding ways to recognize and release ones that aren't serving anymore. Right. Yeah. You gave a really good example that I hear all the time from pretty much every healthcare human that I've ever like worked with or talked to. And especially in the, like those um, who work in eMERGE, there's a specific version of it, Mm -hmm. which is the waiting room. Mm -hmm. I've heard that so often. So say Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, you know, techniques that can help with time management or taking time to be present with a person. And one of the most common story and somatically experienced barriers, like it's Mm -hmm. a physiological experience of, there are people waiting for me. Like, yeah. it's not just like a, a fact in our heads, but our nervous system reacts to that story. Right? Oh, totally, totally. So tell me what, what has shifted? How, how do you now think of that story in a way that allows you to take the time with this, the the one we that you have in that, you know, behind a curtain or whatever, that mm-hmm. one person that you're trying to mm-hmm. focus in on now.
1: Yeah. So, well, so a couple of things The in the emergency room, the people in the waiting room that I have not yet seen Mm -hmm. are my biggest concern. Yeah. You know, because those are the, it's like, who knows? Maybe there's exactly the person in the room. I'm okay. This is, I I know what's going on, or I have a sense. I know. Are you sick or are you not sick almost immediately? So Oh, my goodness. you know, and and, as you say that, and you talk about the waiting room, i'm I get this sense of like dread, yeah, totally. Yeah. And you know, goosebumps. The amazing thing about somatic experiencing is that the story, the circumstance, doesn't matter. It seems crazy as physicians, and this is the this is the challenge that i that I face and that we all face, is that what's up here, actually, hinders the processing of the physiologic response and when you have that awareness not to say that you know we should all be you know spaced out and 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 not using mind but just that simple awareness of like okay mind is strong right now uh, I am aware of circumstance and story. what do I notice in my body and 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 the techniques that we that we use, Allow that connection. It's like, oh my goodness, I'm thinking of, you know, the patients are waiting for me. Oh, I've got a sense in my chest. It's like a knot. What is that? Again, just holding curiosity for there are other aspects, but primarily is just the sensations, what comes up. and it 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 seems unplausible <laughs> that 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 is enough. And the body knows. this is the the amazing thing. The body knows how to heal, how to process, you know, we, we get a a laceration and we put sutures in the sutures do nothing other than to hold that space. And the body just figures it out. Same with a fracture. You know, you put a cast on the fracture and, and the body just knows how to do it. I cut a steak. The steak doesn't heal itself, right? The difference is life. The difference is this greater force that we all are probably subconsciously aware of, but that gives us life. And when you take mind out of it, you actually allow that to happen. I see the 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 tools of somatic experiencing and really that opportunity to connect to the physical as the, the sutures that are holding space to let the body do what it knows how to do. Mm. And so the, you know, the, the experience of that really trumps all understanding or thinking about it. Mm. Uh, And when you, when you have that experience personally and with others, you realize, yeah, like this is, this is it. This is exactly what, my nervous system, our nervous systems need to do.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love, I love the analogy of like, imagine we really recognize our roles as clinicians and even more holistically, like the system as a whole, mm-hmm. imagine if we were really oriented to, we hold space for the bodies that know how to heal. Like we are here to suture Mm -hmm. versus to fix oh yes fix is i am knitting you back together yeah on a cellular level versus sutures is i am holding together what already knows how and that's the same for like medicine like i'm giving a medicine so Mm -hmm. that the body Mm -hmm. can then take over the rest
1: yeah totally
0: how would that change things you know oh
1: oh my goodness (laughs) I mean, and, and that's what I see in, in this work that I do, the, the greater vision is like when we have access to that and true awareness of it and the experience of it. Um, I mean, it's, there are no words. It is, it's truly extraordinary. I think, I think of, of my, some of my recent interactions with patients in the last few months, the, the experience that are experiences that are most impactful have nothing to do with the prescription that I wrote or the procedure that I did. It, it has to do with that greater connection and that greater awareness. And, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, the, the, the impact that we can make knowing that is, I mean, it's just, it, it really is so profound. And so it really busts that box, that bubble of what we're conditioned, what we're culturally taught and conditioned, and and you know go through in in the work that we do in our training and, and everything. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear you speak a bit more about that because I know the conditioning is strong, and mm-hmm. um, based on the kind of uniformity of. So family physicians who work outpatient, we have our set emergency room physicians. There's overlap, but they, but y'all have your own sort of set of conditioning. Mm -hmm. I, I hear very frequently, like say like I work with residents and they're like, they will say things that different emergency room physicians are like, you have to always do this because like sort of fear-based things, Mm -hmm. Um, medical legal stuff is a common one that I hear. I'm wondering, like, what have you noticed or some of the conditions of that kind of work that you noticed when you became aware, like, oh, these are the ones that are keeping me from connection the most, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how how you worked through some of those, whether for you it was the medical legal thing or, mm. you know, whatever it could be. What are some of those conditions you see are common in the culture of your particular workplace, you know?
1: Well, so the, in, in, in emergency medicine, certainly in, in Canada, and I, and I, I believe also in the, in the States, we, we often grumble about the people who show up, who don't truly have emergencies. Yes. Um, and, and, and we say, well, I I can't remember what the percentage is. I'm sure it's probably varying, but I think upwards to 30, 40% of people who come in the emergency room actually, you know, aren't truly needing emergent, urgent care. Yeah. And so the first thing that comes to mind is the, that scenario is how do you, how do you maintain that authentic connection when, you know, even before you've walked into the room, cause you've read the triage note, this isn't an emergency. Yep. And Right. Like it's, yes. it, it's, it's a real challenge and it's, you know, everything comes up It's like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm spending so much time with this patient and, and the waiting room. And, you know, maybe there's an MI sitting in the corner and, and, Oh, I've got to go follow up on that, all of that stuff. And, um, you know, how do I, I'm, I'm thinking, how do I, how do I cope with that? Or how do I come to to grips with that? It, it with, the regulated nervous system experience there is there is such a a more authentic connection with the person you're with that you're interacting with that you start to see there the 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 true compassion aspect of the work that we do which you know compassion comes from um to suffer with which really is a connection to and so, you you it, it it's almost like an automatic connection to what their their experience is, um, mm-hmm. and again, without all of the conditions that we maybe our mind is is saying, are, you know, coloring that experience for us, and and then coming to that scenario in that authentic grounded way. You know, it's not, it's not a, an interaction that is a challenge. It's not, well, this is not something that, you know, you're wasting my time. You're, you're, you know, misusing resources, et cetera, et cetera. It's okay. I hear you. I feel you. I, 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 I know this frustration because I actually, I am experiencing it myself right now in what you're sharing. And I, I had a, a a scenario a couple of months ago with um, the mom of a of a child who had you know months and months and months and months of lots of non-specific things and uh, uh, you know tons of tests and and I went into that interaction aware of that old me that old conditioned you know this is gonna this is gonna be basically me convincing her that she doesn't need to be here this is gonna be and you know, an argument over, we need this test. Why can't you do this? What do you think, doctor? And 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 just being aware of that and then coming to the interaction with a really grounded physical being and connecting. I I, I didn't give any medical advice. Yeah. I didn't, you know, obviously like vital science and you do the things that as Emerge yeah. Docs and as family physicians, like we have to do. And those things, you know, we we check those boxes off probably within minutes of, of speaking with patients. Oh And, and from there, I just, I was just with her and felt the experience with her and connected her to the physical experience that she was going through. And we had this, you know, five minute interaction that really brought her through what we call in the somatic experiencing world, a, a pendulation experience of processing. Uh, and, and I was with her and actually had the same experience. And on the other side of it, there was no demand for this test or this referral. There was simply connection and ultimately appreciation for that time. And I didn't, I I, I didn't like the, the doctor hat was on for a little bit, but I really, I, I, I see that in, in those moments and that greatest impact actually comes when the doctor hat is not on, um, you know, I may be wearing the costume <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, 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 you know, in the, in the right space and ultimately, you know, I'm in those moments, I, I am less role and more soul. Mm. You know, I'm really connecting on a different level and, I I have come to realize, and I've always known this, but the healing that comes from that, I think is so much more powerful than than any prescription, than any referral or test we can order.
0: I think there's also something healing about someone inhabiting your role can Mm -hmm. actually be a soul as well. You know, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that, when I kind of consider how one can do this work, something that makes me really want to continue to practice medicine for sure is to have it be this inside out shift where what mm-hmm. if more of us sh- change the role by leading with soul more, you know what I mean? And that would shift even what the expectation is of clinicians, not oh my- in an expectation way, but just Oh, more often when I see a clinician, this is what I experience, and we do it for each other.
1: Yes, totally. And you know when when I'm when I'm thinking of the work that I do, and when I'm you know working with with physicians and residents and and nurses, there's an awareness of them, mm-hmm. and and there's awareness of of the work that I have done for the me, and actually more importantly it's 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 coming from a place of service to others and the impact on others not just the patients their family members their you know the friends that they interact like every every aspect of the connection that we have that ripple effect um one of my my most celebrated um victories with a client was in what his son shared about the son's experience of the transformation that he was witnessing in dad. You know, he started, he started counting days from when dad was last grumpy.
0: (laughs) Oh, my heart.
1: (laughs) Right. And he, you know, he said, daddy, it's, it's been three days. Daddy, it's been a week. Daddy, it's daddy. I can't remember the last time you were grumpy daddy. And I'm just like, yes, yeah. that is the transformation and the impact that is possible. Mm,
0: that's like full goosebumps. That is so touching. Right? Oh and okay,
1: like okay. those goosebumps, I, I mean, I get them too. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, when you cue into those goosebumps, I call this orienting to pleasure. Yeah. When you cue into the physical experience of, you know, what you're, what's going on. Yes, the story came and it, and it, you know, brought light. And what's it like when you start to like, oh my goodness, just notice it. it's like, wow. Okay. Again, I'm, you know, more goosebumps and, you know, body feels light when you start to cue into that stuff. And this is one of the first things that, that I do in, in, in my, my work is connecting to that the access to that and ideally access to the, 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 the pleasant stuff first Um, gives you that anchor, that grounded um, anchor to start from. And the more, the more you, you color with, with bright colors, your, your physical experience, your, you know, everything experience for those moments of joy and pleasure and victory, the more they start to show up, and the more you appreciate them.
0: I think that w- that's a lovely takeaway. Even as I'm, I'm assuming there'll be some who are like, "So, how could I practically even start it?" And so, what I just heard is like one thing anyone could do is like, mind says this, body says this. I'm yeah. noticing that mind is saying, "I'm yeah. gonna be sued. Everything's hopeless." Whatever we're thinking, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and body says, and then probably part of body will be activated and Mm -hmm. feeling intensity. But Mm -hmm. as you've said, also, is there parts of body that feel comfortable or cozy or, you know, totally control?
1: Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. And, and um, the, the somatic piece comes easily when we're activated,
0: Mm.
1: you know, the, the, the discomfort, the tightness, when we first start to do this, that's often the first thing that people are aware of was like, oh, I'm I'm anxious, or this is the story. And oh wow, I feel and that's great. Yeah. When you can disconnect, I call it mindlessness mm-hmm. meditation mm-hmm. Uh, because you are disconnecting the experience of mind from. from and I and I actually I, I see and experience the physical body as a subconscious mind. And we say, you know, in the somatic experiencing world that in order to heal it, you must feel it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and it sounds crazy to physicians. It sounds, it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, I've got to reorganize my thoughts.
0: <laughs> okay. Fix my thoughts. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. And, you know, then, and, and yes, like not to knock CBT, yeah. I would say that in, the people that I connect with who really are wound up and burned out you say how much time are you up here in your mind and they're like oh i'm always in my mind yeah this is like the hamster on the wheel yep it's like okay well we could stay with the hamster on the wheel and you know see how we can retrain that or hey what about the rest of this being yes yeah yeah so you know you're when you when you think of of the people that that will watch this you know what what can they do well yeah you know, noticing that, that physical and being aware of it, being curious above everything else, you know, being curious of what it, what it's like and really noticing it, um, suddenly brings about this opportunity to process this opportunity to heal. And, you know, for many people, doing this on your own. So I'll, I'll often say, you know, this is somatic experiencing. People will go off and read about it and like, oh yeah, I tried that. I, you know, I took a yoga class and I felt something in my body. If your nervous system is so wound up like that really tangled slinky, you can't do it on your own. It just, it won't happen. You might have like a, 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 a taste of what the, the sensation is, but you won't actually get that that processing that is really necessary. And that's when, you know, when you need to have a connected co-regulated experience with another nervous system that is, you know, functioning in full capacity and resilience.
0: I think that's, um, we're almost at the end of our time. So I'm going to pause it there. And I mean, I think that's such an important message as well is I think a lot of us because of our shame stories think we've got to now quote unquote fix ourselves alone or sometimes we learn about a new way we we hear about a way that we could feel better but then we immediately put a perfectionistic individual individualistic story on of like I've got to go learn all about it and be perfect at it or there's something wrong with me I am a tangled slinky and Uh I'm going to blame myself for something but as you say hey there are folks like Matt who are even offering this and Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually, yeah, say so. As sort of a final thing, if people are interested, either in working with you directly or want to seek out somatic experiencing practitioners where they live, where where are some good places they can start exploring, finding someone to partner with for this work?
1: Yes. So there is a, a wealth of resources online. Um, there is an online directory for somatic experiencing practitioners, um, and I can share um, yes. websites and, and, and information and links with you, um, as well as my, um, my, my details in terms of connecting with me, um, thriving will be, um, where people can ultimately find, um, my offerings and my support. Um, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to be more visible on social media and and in terms of connecting, um, i I welcome conversations. Um, I welcome experiences. um and really, you know, we can talk all we want about what somatic experiencing is and and what nervous system health and regulation means. And what really trumps all of that, all the reading, all the websites is the experience. Yep. Um, and it and it can be a, a ten fifteen minute um opportunity of you know co-regulated processing. So yeah, and and you know, to your to your point, and it's likely a bigger conversation, you know, the idea of medical culture and us, you know, being reluctant to seek our own healing and our own support. Um, the beauty of this is that it it it's it's not necessarily about doing anything. It's about being. It's just it's simply about being being aware, being curious, being fascinated with what what the human body can do and is doing. and uh, and and that, you know, the transformation that occurs is really truly extraordinary. And I say, you know, you it's 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 from from burnout to thrive, and you know, the um The blueprint that I've created and that I really empower people with is, is to, is to do that in a really empowered way that, you know, you, you have for, for life, that is something that will always serve you and serve the people that you, that you impact.
0: Yeah. Well, that sounds really good. I'll make sure I include the links like in the show notes on the recording for sure. So if you're listening to this or watching it, look at the show notes and you'll find it. Yes. Thank you so much. This was a certainly a grounding conversation for me this morning. I just, I love knowing there are mm-hmm. humans in healthcare like you who are doing this work. I think mm-hmm. it's all this work, whether it's sometimes the names are slightly different. Sometimes the exact angle folks are doing it is slightly different. And that is so good because that means yeah. that there's voices, for everyone. And I just think that's so beautiful. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm grateful for you for taking this hour to talk to me as well.
1: Well, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. And uh, I can echo your comment. And I, I have to say that I'm so inspired and fueled by what you are doing and the offerings that you have put out. Um, it, it really is fantastic to know that you know, this, this healthcare system of the future is, is really going to be built on the shoulders of people who are authentically connected with, you know, the truly most important aspect of the work that we do and that, that connection. Um, so it's, so it really is an honor and great to share in this experience with you.
0: Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone who listened in um, check out Matt's work for sure. And otherwise, um, we'll talk to you next week. I would love to take this work deeper with you. Visit joanchanmd.com today and discover my growing menu of options for restorative medical education to suit your learning needs. I offer one-on-one coaching customized workshops and self-study courses that allow you to connect not only with my work on a deeper level, but also with other healthcare humans just like you. So if you want to start humanizing your work and healthcare to a deeper level and do it in community with others, please visit joanchanmd.com and find those options and what fits you and your life today.